The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Welcome to this edition of Stockhead Wildcatter. Today we're delighted to have Alex Passmore in the seat. Alex is the Managing Director of uh, Rocks Resources. Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Thanks, Peter. Um, Alex is a uh, geologist and he has a lot of experience working in corporations and he's also worked on both sides of the fence, both as a geologist working in the mines and also for many years as an analyst sitting in stockbroking offices and doing the analysis on projects and companies. And and uh, so he's seen the, seen the world from both sides. And I thought we might just start, Alex, by getting your view on the way uh, the gold prices uh, performing. We've seen you know, gold being a pretty strong asset to have held over the last 15 years. I think if you'd bought it, you know, when it was $25 an ounce and just held on, uh, sorry, $250 an ounce. And now recently it's traded up as high as 2,600 Aussies per ounce. So it's been a pretty good investment overall. But in these difficult times, how do you see it performing? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's an interesting market, Peter. The um the uh, gold market, I think, has proven itself, um, and, the, and, and gold as a, as a store of wealth has proven itself uh, to be a very uh, valid concept. Uh, the um, gold, you know, I see is a essentially a currency that doesn't uh, offer a yield, but it is, you know, universally accepted and, and, and a safe store of wealth. So, really, the, the, the cost of uh, either a, a company or a person or a government holding a, a volume of gold as a store of wealth, the cost of holding that gold is really the opportunity cost of what they could otherwise get in the market as a return for their money. So if we if we look at that in terms of um, government bond yields as an alternative, um, over the years, so say since 1990, you've seen the 10-year uh, government bond yield for, say, US Treasuries, come down from around 8% to around 1% today. Uh, and so the, the, that, that, what that means is essentially the, the cost of holding yeah. gold has come down significantly, and the opportunity cost exactly. Uh, and so that, that has been, you know, that, that has been uh, you know, very positive for gold. And so you know, we've seen gold, um, well, skyrocket over that time to be, to be sitting uh, at around fifteen hundred US dollars an ounce currently, uh, and around twenty five hundred Aussie an ounce currently, and and there's a there's another important uh, factor uh, when when you're looking at the Australian gold scene, and that is what is the price of gold in Australian dollars, because that that is really more reflective of the cash flow margin that gold producers in Australia that, are making because a lot of their costs are that, in, That's right. I mean, dollars. I like to, to say, as you've just said, that gold gold's job is not to actually go up in value, but it actually holds its value against other you know, physical assets. I mean, 20 years ago, you could have gone into Parker's on sale and bought a Xenia suit 
off the um, off the rack on sale for sort of $250 or $300. And today you can go into Parker's and buy that same suit effectively uh, for $2,500 on sale. Now, the suit is still the suit. Um, the fact that you need more Australian dollars to buy it today um, after 20 or 30 years um, means that the value of the Australian dollar has gone down because, you know, one ounce of gold will still buy you that suit. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, the Parker's Index, maybe, I'm sure the Parker family <laughs> would be very happy about that, but, uh, but as, as opposed to the uh, as, as opposed to the Big Mac Index, which is quite yep. often used as well. So, look, the, um, that, that's, that's absolutely right. And, and at the same time, you know, from ever since, uh, you know, back in the, in the GFC sort of era of 08, 09, when, when quantitative easing, um, and, and we're actually starting to see that again now, and we can get to that in a moment, but um, with what quantitative, what quantitative easing really means is, is sophisticated money printing where, where there is more money supply added by central banks and they, and they do that by buying their own government bonds. So uh, you, you simply cannot print more gold. Mm. You can mine it, although it comes at a cost. So it, 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 the, the money supply when we're looking over the, last, uh, over the last 15 years or 10 to 15 years has increased substantially. So balance sheets of central banks have been expanded um, you know, by, by those QE actions. And, and so uh, relative to the supply of gold in the world, um, you know, that the money supply has, has increased, you know, uh, you know, but I don't have the numbers in front of me, but <clears throat> but it's significantly several times over, uh, and so you know that 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 is um, that is just showing us that you know gold is a good store of wealth, and you know and it has a performance yeah, I think accordingly. The, the thing is there that um, uh, central banks are actually debasing their currencies by just printing more, um, and uh, that's effectively inflationary. And so if you're holding gold which is denominated in those currencies of course it'll go up in in you know the number of pesos you need or the number of pounds or the number of dollars will increase but the value of that that gold uh, remains uh, the same and it's like it's like uh, when yeah. the uh, spanish conquistadors went to south america they found all this silver and they thought you know whoopee and they bought all this silver back and they thought they're going to be fabulously wealthy and as soon as all that silver arrived in europe the value of silver went down dramatically because you know they've effectively debased their currencies which are actually silver coins at the time of course, of course, of course. So, so, um, so you know, we're seeing that, and and you know, there there is there is gold production each year, and and also you know, a little bit of gold is used in jewellery and electronics, but you know, not a lot leaves the system, uh, and uh, and so, um, but but there's not nearly enough to to create. Yeah, that I mean, all the gold that's ever been like mined, so. I think, could fit into one Olympic size uh, swimming pool, and the amount that's the amount that's mined every year is like the skin of an apple to the size of the apple. So, I mean, yeah. um, the the inflation in yeah. the gold value, if you like, is you know the, the one thousand five hundred tons or whatever it is that's produced every every year, and um, effectively all of the gold that's ever been mined is available for buying, selling at a certain price. I mean, if the price of gold was ten thousand dollars yeah. an ounce, you'd get people pulling out their gold teeth, you know. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so look, it, it, it has proven to be a good store of wealth. I think that's, you know, that's what we can conclude from all of that. Um, and, and the background 
cost opportunity cost of holding the gold is not really a lot because uh, because you know ten year government treasuries um, across all nations is you know ha- have dropped by probably. Um, to a tenth yeah, of what they were. Yeah, after tax, you're going backwards, and if you're holding it in Swiss francs, they're actually charging you to hold it. Yeah, so 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 there you go. So it, it has proven to be a good store of wealth. So then, and then and then we come to the uh, Australian dollar effect. So looking looking more at the Aussie producers and uh, the, um, the 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 Aussie dollar, as we know, is closely linked to the iron ore price yep. and coal price. Uh, and also the interest rate differential between ourselves and and the other you know G20 nations really, so you know our um, our dollar has has come off from you know parity and it's now sitting at sixty cents, uh, and uh, and that's really um, a reflection of the dropping uh, Australian yeah. interest rate environment, but also a drop in the yeah. iron ore coal. Yeah, correct. So, you know, when BHP, Rio, FMG and all the major coal producers are selling, you know, their product in in US dollars, they have to bring that back into into Aussie dollars to, to pay their employees. So if the, uh, if the iron ore price so, falls from $90 to $70, as many are expecting, then we might expect the Aussie dollar to go even lower, Alex. Lower. That's right. So, so, so that, so, so those the, the, the balance of trade, um, you know, is is indicating that you know would would suggest that the the Aussie dollar would be lower. That's right. And and also the the yield differential, yeah. um, as well. So, um, so so that is all that all, that bodes fairly well for Australian producers. And you know, you've got you've got um, well, some of the some of the global majors like Goldfields and Anglo Gold in Australia. But also, you know, we can see in our local market, Newcrest, Northern Star, uh, Saracen, um, you know, th- these guys are, are doing exceptionally well, exceptionally well at the yeah, moment. Yeah, got $1,400 $1, an ounce uh, margins on correct, the cash Correct, And look, turning, mm-hmm. to, um, turning to, you know, the, the, the current uh, environment and what we're, you know, what we're, we're getting daily updates on in regards to coronavirus and, and, and the impacts that's having, you know, there, there might be some operational um uh, issues felt with you know FIFO workers not being able to be so mobile if they come from overseas, etc. But but really that these these businesses um, are you know going to be printing money and they're printing cash at the moment. Yeah, just just with those margins, pretty robust. So, and I think the M and A outlook over the second half of this year will be pretty interesting as well. Oh, uh, uh, you know, absolutely. So you know, for for a company um, like say Rocks and, and and every other explorer and developer. You know, we're not in cash flow, unfortunately, yet. Uh, we hope to be, um, but we're reliant on the capital markets for for funding us until you know until we get into production. And so, so moving to that yeah. point, moving to that point, uh, Alex uh, Rocks has. Uh, I've been following the stock for many years, and before you arrived there, now the company's been rejuvenated. It's got about one point four six billion shares on issue. A market cap of about twenty-five million, and it's actually pretty well financed with about seven million dollars in uh, in cash. And so you've been investing that money into the You and Me Gold project, where you've taken up an initial fifty percent interest, and you have an option to move uh, to seventy percent. Can you just run us through what's happening in that high-grade gold? Yeah, market? sure. So, um, so we we uh, we struck the, uh, the the acquisition um deal for you and me back in april last year closed the transaction in june and we've been drilling drilling ever since uh and uh, back in in, a, in around november 
um, made a made a discovery of a deposit called the Grace Deposit, which is a particularly high grade um, area uh, and. Uh, an area adjacent to old, old the old mining area, but untouched by previous operators. So, you and me was mined between 1987 and 1997, um, in in parts of the, the UME granite, basically, um, where where we found um, these new loads, and, and it's a shear zone in a granite uh, looks to looks to be um, metallurgically very favourable, uh, and, and we're busy working on that at the moment. So you know we look forward to you know resource updates, maiden resource out uh, in April or May this year. Uh, and then, you know, and then economic studies thereafter. So, Alex, unlike some of the other mineralisation that was found at uh, you and me, the metallurgy indicates what free milling in this area. It does. It does. So, so look, we, we've done uh, initially. It looks free milling to us. We're still waiting for some of the deeper results, but um, but there's no sulphides associated with the mineralisation that we see visually. Uh, and you know, we've said that in some of our releases. So, um, you know, it, it looks. Um, from from what we're seeing so far to be you know very much gravity gravity gold followed by CIL standard CIL so that that takes out a level of complication for processing and uh, and and also capital cost implications for for any development and I think from a positive point of view uh, you've got access to nearby uh, facilities there can you tell us a little bit a little bit about what they are yeah we do so so there's an old there's there's an old plant. Uh, that's on site, so that needs some uh, significant refurbishment, probably between fourteen and twenty-five million dollars spent on it. That sort of the low estimate to the high estimate. We're still working out, in fact, whether this new deposit might be too close to that plant and, in fact, go under it, as to whether we would keep that plant or whether we would we might be better off um, moving it, you know, moving it or buying, in fact, a little plant, say like a two hundred fifty thousand ton per annum throughput plant, you can almost buy in kit form. Yep. Um, uh, that might be a, a better start with lower risk because you know do, building an old plant is is like a, yeah. is like renovating a house. You never quite know what all the issues are until you know until you get into it. And usually, there's more issues than you think. So, um, so that that's a current thinking. But you know, also, um, you know, we're also very cognizant of where the market's at at the moment and and the fact that there's a bit of a capital strike. So, it's at the same time where you know we're being prudent with our expenditure. And water and tailings, you've got those access to that. Yeah, we do. So we've got um, uh, we, we've got sufficient process water. Um, uh, we have this freshwater aquifer uh, in, in and around you and me, uh, and then uh, tailings capacity on the old tailings dams we've got. So you know that that all saves in terms of in terms of capital. And it's an existing uh, mining lease. It is. It is. So, so in terms of uh, in terms of getting approvals. Um, that really helps. So, um, granted mining lease. So, so it's really just the documents and proposals and and, and uh, outlining how you're going to impact the environment and uh, and, and how you're going to manage safety um, to to the various government departments and and uh, and that's a well trodden path. So, so Alex, your target now for the joint venture is to come up with an initial uh, resource in April. Yeah, late April, early May. Um, you know, okay. uh, there's actually a very big delay in assay turnaround time at the moment, so it's looking more like May at the moment. Um, 
yeah, surprising. Yeah. So, so well, with, with the uh, with the Australian dollar gold price where it is, of course, there's a lot of exploration activity um, going on in the state, so there's a big backlog for um, for for sample turnaround time. And uh, so, what's involved uh, for the company to actually move from fifty to seventy percent? Did you have to exercise an option to spend more money, or how does that work? We do, we do. So the transaction was is basically three million dollars cash up front, uh, plus three million dollars spent in the ground, um, followed by, and that gets us to fifty percent, and then three million dollars um, at any time at our election between now, well, be, between close of the deal uh, and. Uh, mid 2021. So how much so of, how much of you of that three million have you spent currently? Oh, yes, yeah, so, so look a lot um, the majority of it. Yeah. So so we don't have far to go on that. Um, like maybe you know hundreds of thousands yes. uh, remaining. Uh, and uh, and then and then it's up to you know up to the timing of, of when we make the final three million dollar cash payment. Uh, you know, and we're just working through. And our then it's after that. that it's heads up on a seventy thirty basis. Correct, correct, and that that's in the mining area. Now regionally, we have a bunch of tenure that's, that that will still be held fifty fifty, um, dilute or contribute, uh, and uh, that's uh, you know, and and we'll end up managing that when we move to seventy percent on the uh, on the. On the mine area, which is what we're intending to do. So the um, but you look, Venus, our joint venture partner, are doing a good job on the regional ground exploring that. So so we're, you know the arrangement's working well so far. So Alex, do you have rigs on the ground at the moment, and what are they doing? We do. So we've been drilling. Uh, we've been drilling the grace deposits, uh, and uh, and and uh, we're waiting. We've got around six thousand meters of um, samples outstanding sitting in the uh, sitting in the lab. Uh, so we're looking forward to getting those. Uh, we have, um, we have, we are doing some work up at Mount Fisher as well. We've been doing, we've done, completed a VTEM survey and an air core drilling program up there as well. On the nickel or the gold? Oh, on the nickel, on the nickel. Yeah. So, so, um, so, so we can talk about that in a second. But, uh, but the, you know, look, we're, we're so we're, we're actively exploring. We, you know, we'll then take a, a bit of time to pause and uh, and uh, have a look at what the resources looking like before you know going hard again. And also, you know, interesting to see where, where, where the market, uh, when, when the market uh, uh, lands, um, you know, given the current turmoil as well. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see those cross-sections when all those results as they trickle in over the next five or six weeks. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Mm. So just on finishing, Alex, did you just want to run us through the, uh, the gold-nickel uh, prospects at Mount Fisher? Sure. So Mount Fisher is around 120 kilometres east of Woluna. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, a greenstone belt that Rocks has been involved with for some time. Rocks made a nickel discovery there, the Fisheries Nickel Deposit in 2012. There's a 78,000 tonne of contained nickel metal resource there. Uh, and we're, we're drilling regionally to try and to, to expand that. We're very hopeful of expanding that. So we see that nickel project as a, you know, a long-term option on the, on the nickel market. The, um, you know, we could we could toll mill that at one of the nearby mills, or you know, or we could potentially, you know, given a bit a bit of a increase in, in size of it, build our own mill. Yeah. So there are four there are four or five deposits there, and they're they're not closed off at depth. No, they're open. Uh, the uh, and and uh, you know and, and, and exploration is is ongoing. So um, so we like that. I mean, the, the, the EV and battery thematic is is very much uh, you know yet to play out in the nickel market. We think. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, metal prices at the moment are so ridiculously low. With, you know, copper at you know two dollars forty, two dollars thirty, uh, nickel at about five dollars thirty. Uh, I think 
the nickel price needs to be in excess of $6.50 just to keep the market fully supplied over the longer term. No one's going to be starting up new nickel projects, I don't think, below uh, $6 a pound. No, that's right. And look, as long as we can, as long as we can get our forecast costs um, to to below that, well, you know, happy days. So, and 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 uh, in fact, they are. So, uh, yeah, I, so, I, so I, you know, I think probably uh, two years time we'll be looking back at a eight dollars or eight dollars fifty nickel price and wondering, you know, what what that was all about. Yes, look, we we, we subscribe to that view absolutely. Mm. All right. Well, Alex, that's been fantastic. Uh, Good run through the gold market generally and a fantastic tour de force on uh, the UNB project. And I think uh, that, as you say, with the uh, announcements due probably early May, given the delays in assays and all of the frantic work to to put that into modelling and and to to get the the results out into the market, it's going to be very interesting. And I think from a timing point of view, probably middle of May or late May, we should come back and uh, review uh, you know, what we said we would do and, and where we are now and, and have a look at yep. the, uh, the, the tons that you're able to put together at, uh, at this uh, new discovery. Yes, great, I look forward to it. Thanks for your time today, Alex. Thanks, Peter, good to chat.